Growing Mushrooms with Grass This was unthinkable before the mid-1980s when a Chinese agricultural scientist invented such a technology. His name is Lin Zhanxi, who beat great odds before finding eventual success with what has become known around the world as Junzao technology. My endeavor was unprecedented. No other researchers dared to join me as they thought it was impossible. But I pressed ahead with my research in spite of any difficulties. Junsao technology refers to a method that uses certain types of herbaceous plants as substrate for growing edible and medicinal mushrooms. Since its birth in 1986, this technology has played an important role in helping farmers increase income and environmental conservation, both in China and in many other developing countries. At present, it has been adopted in more than 100 countries such as Papua New Guinea, Rwanda and the Central African Republic. How did Lin Zhanxi invent the Junsao technology? What challenges has he encountered in his missions to promote it around the world? Join this episode of Connected on Footprints to find out. From um, um, every weekend, we talk to me harvesting two or three platine. I can harvest the mushrooms twice or three times a week. The money I earn from this business is enough for me to pay for my family's daily necessities, such as food, soap, and edible oil. Growing mushrooms with Jinzhao technology is cost-effective. I don't need to buy fertilizers or pesticides. This is a mushroom grower called Zaka Abori from Papua New Guinea. She is one of about 9,000 local mushroom farmers who have been benefiting from China's Junzhao technology. To express their gratitude, the local farmers fondly call the grass they grow and use as mushroom substrates the Lin herb. Lin refers to Lin Zhanxi and his fellow Chinese agricultural experts, many of whom use Lin as their family name. Known as the father of the Junzhao technology, Lin Zhanxi comes from Fujian province in southeast China. Now in his 80s, Lin still works on further developing the Junzhao technology by doing experiments in labs and making repeated field trips around China and the world. Looking like more of a farmer than a scientist, Lin began his association with agriculture when he was a child. He was born and grew up in a village in Fujian province. Even as a child, he had helped his parents do farm work or look after cattle as a cowboy. The life he led and witnessed was harsh. It was incredibly hard for us to get enough to eat at the time. Hunger was common. I knew the harsh life led by my parents and my fellow villagers. I wondered at the time how I could come up with a way to change it. While helping with farm work, Lin studied very hard at school. He was always a top student in his class from primary to middle schools. In 1964, he became the first generation college student in his family. He was enrolled in the Fujian Agriculture College, which is now called the Fujian Agriculture and Forestry University. He studied agricultural sciences at the college for four years. Upon graduation in 1968, 
Lin went to work on farmland in the mountainous county of Ninghua in the western part of Fujian province. He applied what he had learned at college to help increase rice yields. With the support of local officials, Lin organized young villagers to learn practical farming skills from experienced farmers. He also introduced a new type of rice seeds to the village where he was working. His efforts soon paid off. The young villagers and I worked harder than the average villager. Within two years, we hoped to double the per capita rice yield for the village. His work was recognized by the local authorities and so was promoted to work at the Agricultural Administration of Ninghua County. Then, in 1971, noting his potential in agricultural research, local officials arranged for him to work at the Fungi Research Institute of Sanming City, which administers Ninghua County. From then on, Lin Zhanxi began his lifelong association with the research into fungi and Junsao technology the new field of agriculture science he later established. In the 1970s, many villages in Fujian province cut down trees to grow mushrooms in order to increase income. But instead of that, the practice produced unexpected environmental damage as lots of trees and even whole forests were felled. In a village called Lobu in the Changting County, villagers cut down all the trees that could be found to grow mushrooms, but they still suffered from poverty. Noticing this problem, Lin was thinking hard. He came up with an unprecedented idea to replace the trees with grass or herbaceous plants to grow mushrooms. Practical and audacious, Lin Zhanxi began doing experiments on his idea. First, he tried with the readily available materials, such as rice straw, peanut shells, and sugarcane pulp or bagasse. His experiments produced positive results, but they were not viable from an economic and practical perspective. Straw was already useful for other purposes. It could be used as feed, fuel, or fertilizer by the villagers. Moreover, there was pesticide residue in the rice straw as pesticides were used to grow rice. This made it impossible to grow edible mushrooms on them. Lin Zhanxi set out to find an ideal plant in the wild which can sustain the development of the mushroom industry. China is home to more than 30,000 plants, but which could be used to grow mushrooms? For more than a decade, Lin Zhanxi made persistent attempts to pin down the ideal plants while carrying out numerous experiments to check the results. He borrowed 50,000 yuan, a huge sum in the 1980s, to support his agricultural research. His monthly wage was less than 50 yuan at the time, my endeavor was unprecedented. No other researchers dared to join me as they thought it was impossible. But I pressed ahead with my research in spite of any difficulties. Frankly speaking, I was under huge pressure. I was worried about repaying the huge sum of my borrowings. Ultimately, Lin Zhanxi saw the light at the end of the long tunnel. In 1986, he focused his experiments on Mangqi, or Dichronopteris dichotoma, 
one of the most widely distributed ferns in tropical and temperate regions. The plant, native to southern China, is a perennial plant species. In Lin's experiment, mushrooms grew from the hay made of the plant. The first time I saw mushrooms growing out of the plant, I was very happy. For me, it was like discovering a new world. I was very excited. His invention was soon put into use first in Fujian province, then across China, helping farmers increase income and playing an important role in environmental conservation. It's estimated that China saves at least 20 million cubic meters of trees every year thanks to this technology of growing mushrooms out of grass. In 1992, Lin brought his invention to the world stage. He submitted his Junsao technology to the 20th International Exhibition of Inventions of Geneva and got a golden prize. Experts at the exhibition agreed that the Junsao technology was a viable and economical new way to produce edible mushrooms and animal feed. In the following years, the United Nations Development Programme officials noted the potential of the Junsao technology in helping developing countries alleviate poverty. They advised Lin Jianxi to help introduce the technology to them. Thus, Lin made several field trips to Thailand and the Philippines, where he taught local agricultural researchers and farmers the technology. To let more people know the technology, in 1995, an international training session was held for Junsao technology. Participants of this training session were well-educated. Most of them were professors or had a doctor's degree. They underwent 25 days of training in the Fujian Agriculture College. We developed profound bonds and were reluctant to leave each other when the session ended. In 1996, international agricultural experts from Australia, China, the United States, South Korea, Brazil and other countries officially recognized the Chinese term of Junsao to describe a set of herbaceous plants that can be used to grow edible and medicinal mushrooms. Jun means mushrooms or fungi, while Zao refers to grass or herbaceous plants. In May 1997, Lin Jianxi went to Papua New Guinea to promote his technology at the invitation of the country's authorities, who saw the potential of Junsao technology in helping with poverty alleviation in the country. On his trip, Lin Jianxi saw extreme poverty in the outlying regions of Papua New Guinea, where there was no electricity, tap water or telecommunications facilities. The country was still engaged in slash-and-burn agriculture at the time. Local inhabitants couldn't get enough to eat. They lived in thatched cottages. Seeing this situation, I felt it was my responsibility to help them. Lin stayed in the country for about 10 days during his first investigative trip. Then, two months later, he went there again. This time, he brought a team with him. He made use of the locally prevalent elephant grass and Timeda villosa to grow mushrooms. 
We had to improvise and adapt to local conditions. We made sterilization ovens out of oil barrels. Also, without air conditioners, we adjusted the proportion of water and soil to control the temperature of the growing environment. Sterilization is a crucial step in mushroom cultivation, which requires a sterile environment in order to prevent contamination by unwanted bacteria and other microorganisms. Without proper sterilization, mushrooms might not grow or may be contaminated with harmful microorganisms. We are ready for help you. Lin Zhanxi and his fellow Chinese experts set up a technology demonstration base in the Eastern Highlands province of Papua New Guinea, where he and his team taught local technicians, who would in turn pass the technology to ordinary people. His team dug ditches in the fields and covered them with plastic to create a suitable temperature and humidity for growing mushrooms. In January 1998, they succeeded. Local officials held a grand celebration party, joined by 5,000 people coming from across Papua New Guinea. To date, Junsao technology has been introduced to eight provinces in the country. Routine technical expertise guidance has been provided to more than 8,600 local mushroom growers, benefiting more than 30,000 people. James Marape, Prime Minister of Papua New Guinea, speaks highly of the technology. The Junkar project is a glimpse of Chinese achievements in elevating poverty and is possibly a gift from China to the world. After Papua New Guinea, the new technology spread to other South Pacific countries such as Fiji, and to African countries including Rwanda, Lesotho, South Africa and the Central African Republic. In 2019, Lin and his team initiated a Junsao technology project in the Central African Republic, a landlocked nation gripped by poverty. Under the project, Chinese experts taught the method of mushroom growing to local researchers and farmers in the country's capital Bangui who successfully grew several varieties including oyster mushrooms and bamboo fungi. The country's president, Faustin Arconge Tuadera, has also been impressed by the technology. He says it's opened up opportunities for the country's agricultural development and could contribute to poverty alleviation and increase people's incomes. With the help of Chinese Jingtao technology experts in my country, this program will benefit various sectors of the economy. Jingtao technology has not only become a link for friendship between China and other countries, it has also brought hope to many developing countries for their sustainable development. So far, Jingtao technology has been adopted by 106 countries. The herb used in this technology is fondly called the China herb or happiness herb by the people who have benefited from it. Focusing Junsao technology on poverty alleviation, the regions Lin visited abroad were often remote, impoverished and sometimes ravaged by conflicts and crimes. During one visit to Papua New Guinea, he collapsed due to overwork and exhaustion. In a visit to Lesotho, he was robbed by local armed criminals. Fortunately, Lin survived these grave situations and has never shied away from his calling. Our aid missions are intended to help people who really live in poverty, 
as they often live in remote, mountainous, or troubled areas. We have to overcome difficulties or even risk our lives to reach them. His daughter Ling Dongmei, who was born in 1975, has witnessed the whole process of his pioneering scientific exploration in the field of Junsao technology. My father is an extremely hardworking person who devotes all his time to work and scientific research, excluding the time to have his meals and sleep. My admiration for him is not out of what he has achieved, but more importantly, it arises from the fact that he has always been staying true to his own ideal and path, despite difficulties and opposition from others. For much of the time, he was alone in his pursuit. It's not easy for him. Out of love and care for her father, in 2003 she gave up her own career in Singapore and returned to China to keep him company. She volunteered to help him in his unremitting exploration and promotion of the Junsao technology. Oftentimes on their overseas trips, Lin Dongmei worked as an assistant and interpreter for her father. Due to her language skills and international experience, she has taken charge of the promotion of the Junsao technology abroad in recent years. I work with him every day. Sometimes we were on different business trips. We communicated online briefly. Whenever he sees a progress in the development and promotion of Junsao technology, he feels happy. For me, I am willing to be his most loyal and firm work partner in his endeavors. Now, at the age of 80 years old, Lin Jianxi is still busy with his work, traveling from one place to another. In July and August 2023, he spent four in five days traveling on business trips. Later in the year, he is scheduled to travel to Africa and the South Pacific Islands, including Papua New Guinea. He says he feels good about his health. He treats his busy work on the road as a kind of physical exercise. Oftentimes, he walks five to ten thousand steps, or more than five kilometers a day, as he visits Junsao farms and plants in remote mountainous regions. As chief scientist of the China National Engineering Research Center for Junsao Technology, Lin says he has to know firsthand what's going on on the ground. Many people may wonder why I still work on the front line at such an old age. You know, Junchao technology is a new field in terms of both theoretical research and its application. The development of this field depends on solving problems we meet in practice. It's insufficient to only do experiments in labs. The conclusions and findings we make in labs must be ultimately applied to practice. Thus, I must work on the front line to discover problems and try to solve them. After he invented the Junsao technology in 1986, Lin Jianxi continued cultivating various kinds of Junsao plants. Through 14 years of efforts, in 2010, Lin and his team cultivated an ideal Junsao called. Penicetum sinensis, a hybrid of two kinds of plants. This new variant can grow well even in harsh soil conditions such as in the desert. So far, Lin and his team have discovered and cultivated 45 kinds of Junsao plants. 
these Junsao plants can be used to grow 55 kinds of edible or medicinal mushrooms. In addition, Linjanshi has been making efforts to cultivate a new generation of Junsao experts for the sustainable development of his new scientific field. Altogether, there are more than 200 students learning with him at the China National Engineering Research Center for Junsao Technology. 28 of them are from other countries. Aimable Nzan Sinshuti is from Rwanda, who is pursuing a PhD degree in Junsao Technology. This is a very good task just to be the first PhD student in Junsao Technology in our country. That's why it will pushing me more and more just to use my knowledge about Junsao, to not only for my country, also for the neighbor's country. Although Lin Jianxi has been a world-renowned agro-scientist, he still leads a simple life. Over the decades, he has declined many lucrative job opportunities and promotion in the administrative hierarchy. Seeing his selfless and diligent work in Junsao technology, some of his friends feel pity for him and describe him as silly. But Lin Jianxi has his own philosophy about the meaning of life and his work. I am silly from the perspective of personal gains or gains for my team. But I'm not silly from the perspective of my country and humanity. Indeed, Lin Jianxi, with his Junshao technology, has helped lift tens of thousands of people in China and around the world out of poverty and contributed to global sustainable development. Now, although in his 80s, Lin Jianxi says he has no plan to retire as he chooses to continue his work on global poverty alleviation and sustainable development through Junshao technology. With that, we conclude this episode of Footprints. Thanks for listening. I'm Bob Jones. If you're interested in hearing more about the lives of ordinary but incredible people in China, follow us on Apple Podcasts. Just key in Footprints and you can find more stories anytime, anywhere. We'll see you next time. Bye for now.